going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio Buck Perspective Podcast. Today is about relationship issues. Oh my God. First and foremost, before we dive in, man, I hope this day finds you at peace. I hope you find yourself in the moment in terms of doing your personal development. I want to congratulate you in general because guess what? You are here right now. I hope you're journaling, uh, you're journaling about what you're feeling and planning your week in the plan section or your journal. Uh, whatever you brought here, I just want to celebrate you. I'm so thankful for the people who actually listen to this podcast because, listen, I've built a lot of followers who listen to me and however small, you know, you rely on me to deliver. And for today, it's a little bit of a sensitive one. How do you know when your relationship is in trouble? Okay, this is about an intimate spousal partner dating, you're married to, whatever it may be. Maybe you're having more conflict, more challenges, more questioning of yourself, uh, the relationship's future in general. What are some of these signs? And I want to break them down. So let's look into number one. When you keep finding yourself hesitating to communicate with your partner, this is one of those things that you need to look out for because you're always afraid of if you bring something up, it's going to lead to a nasty comment. Or you feel like you're not valued by them or you don't want to get in their way so you don't ask them the question. You don't want to cause any problems. Maybe you feel small, scared when communicating with your partner. You see this in movies where the woman always stays very quiet or you know the, the kids stay very quiet because their dad's reading the newspaper and he's very strict or something like that. See, the, these are just major signs, major communication problems in general. And so this is one of those signs that your relationship's in trouble too. Something has caused that though. Something has led to that though. There was a debilitating path, right? There's an incident that led to it, maybe long before. Maybe that, you know, one or one or the other, maybe you were conditioned the way you were raised. Maybe something happened in your life right now that led to you being a cautious communicator. Or maybe your hopes, your issues, sharing them. Maybe the other person is just a very bad listener, like surveillance girl. I think maybe you guys had listened to some of my podcasts before in regards to surveillance girl. Oh my God, how crazy was that? Uh, and I remember I would just start talking and then she would interrupt or talk about something totally different. And I'm like, oh my God, sometimes my fiance, she starts, you know, I'm trying to explain to her something. Then she just starts talking. I'm like, oh, you know what, whatever. And she's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, nope, forget it. And I go upstairs. And the next thing is she gets mad at me because I stay quiet. And I'm like, nope, I ain't gonna say nothing. And she just stares at me very angrily. And I'm like, well, you gotta just... You know, when I'm talking, just don't bring up something random. I'm trying to get a point across. Surveillance girl was one of the most, she, she was a person that I just had around because I felt bad. I tolerated that shit. I wish I had known this before because I would have cut loose a very, very long time ago. And to be honest with you, if that makes you hesitate, even talking about something that's trivial, like how the day's going, you know, because you feel like you don't want to be a pest or you were like me and you're like, man, you know what? I'm not going to tell her about how amazing the things are and this and that, you know, that's a good way to gauge exactly where the relationship is. 
See, a great relationship means that you can't wait to talk. You can't wait to share what happened. Express your interests. Work through that problem. My finances, the students, let's say fish learning. Problems with noises at home. Buying plants together, the holidays. You know, even with Christmas coming up right around the corner. Haven't went to, uh, what is it? Went to an amazing, uh, you know, marriage thing, you know, just a couple days ago. And then just moved out of my condo officially just yesterday. Those are the things that really build that bond. Here's another. When you find yourself or other questioning the commitment to one another, even when the relationship is secure, you keep questioning like jealousy, a lack of trust. That's scary. Surveillance girl, she didn't trust me, but to be honest with you, we were just friends. And I remember one time we ended up having a conversation. She showed me some photos and I call her surveillance girl because she somehow got the video of this condominium. I have no fucking idea how, but she got it and saw me and a friend who dropped off one of my birthday cakes or something. I forgot when it was, it had to be 2020 because that's when I kicked her out right after that. I said, oh, hell no. Dropping up, like one of my friends dropping off a birthday cake and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you have some of those photos of me? That was the straw. You know, I had a Filipino girlfriend 15 years ago. I put a, a photo of myself on Facebook with some girl that I, who was a friend at the time. And she came into my job screaming and crying. And I remember my boss, Damon at the time said, wow, I cannot believe how insecure this girl is because he posted a photo. That's one of the biggest things. That is a very big problem. Does this person even like me, love me, care about me? If these are some of the things that comes out of your out of their mouth, oh my God, it's it's coming from a place of insecurity or insecure about their self-esteem. That's one way to kill a social connection is having those self-esteem issues. Like the surveillance girl and just like the Filipina. Questioning the future of the relationship, another massive red flag. You know, and, you know, but, and I would have to say one of the big things that, you know, had come to my now fiance's mind was when I wanted to leave in the middle of the night sometimes. And this is because either, you know, it's too loud or, you know, I can't get any sleep or I'm freaking out or this or that. Or one time she didn't allow me to get sleep. And the next, you know, I couldn't go to sleep and I was so angry. This just happened probably about three weeks ago, you know, and that kind of questions the future of the relationship with my fiance. She's like, if you do that, what if we have a kid and you just want to up and leave? See what I mean? So I have to say, Arsenio, you need to learn how to adapt. Whether it's a fucking dog barking, whether it's having those lines saying, okay, 8.30, leave me alone. I'm going to sleep. That's it. Whatever it is for me to sustain and go to sleep very easily, that's what I need to do. You got to be very open with communication. You know, maybe it wasn't. Is it what's going on right now? Hey, it's probably happened to you five years ago and you have no idea. Or maybe it happened five years ago and you're working through it. It's still happening. It's really time to talk about it. The next one is a fast startup. So if you research about marriages and how they disintegrate, it all depends on the intense conflict. Have you ever seen Amer Americans? 
know what it is, man. I know I don't know. I don't know if I have a lot of Americans that listen to you know my podcast and stuff, but they get angry so quickly, and it intensifies almost immediately. And they they argue over the most trivial things. Now me, I never argue with my uh with my fiance. Now she probably says, "Oh my God, do this! Oh my God, do that!" And I'm just like, "Whatever, let her just argue by herself." You, you know what I mean? Me, I'm just like, "Hey, cooler heads prevail." Okay, if you're getting angry over this little thing, hey, you know, there's gonna be another little thing that pops up. So she tolerates my bullshit. She tolerates when I get angry at stupid ass people on the road. I've had years to adjust that attitude and I still haven't. That's something I have to put accountability on my shoulders with. You know, if you're talking or if someone's talking at a restaurant, you see a couple, this happens so often in America. One person just blows up 90 miles per hour straight into fucking conflict. And those are just some things that I really never understood. I'm just like, God damn, how do they get angry so quick? You know, and those explosions of anger, the disrespect, that's a pattern of, well, we're on the rocks right now. Training will need to overcome that. You're going to need to learn how to manage your conflict better because that's just going to fuel the hesitation in wanting to communicate. And of course, you're going to feel sorry, you know, scared when you get into a conversation with someone like that because you're scared that they're going to fucking blow up. And then that, if that happens over a period of time, you stop being yourself in the relationship. The coldness, the standoffish, all those little things begin to happen. You're always dancing around topics, worried about it, worried about it. if I bring this up. That's exactly like my brother exactly like my brother the only common ground we had was bullshit ass american sports if it wasn't for sports we would never talk that relationship would have been completely destroyed before and it's very funny and paradoxical what did make the relationship sustain ended up terminating it in 2016 when i had an opinion about the bullshit ass golden state warriors when they were facing the cavaliers six years ago when he hurled the insult at me and I just didn't take it anymore and I kicked him the fuck out of my life six and a half years ago. No regret, absolutely grateful. He ended up disintegrating into one of the worst beings on the planet. But every time my younger sister, who I no longer speak to either, she's one of the ones that said, oh, I don't talk to your brother anymore too. This is six years ago. And I said, why? She's like, he always blows up on everything he gets angry so quickly this is it right here this is exactly what i'm talking about if it's not if it's not red and you say it's blue you better get ready for a fight he was that type of individual i did not want motherfuckers around my life like that anymore my best friend would say oh you know that's your brother and i'm like uh just because he's my brother loyalty comes with an expiration date and that loyalty died 26 years ago him and his sister have always been the scum of the world to me. His sister, my oldest sister, ended up getting a little bit better as life went on. But, and, you know, she ended up being the one that was always neutral in the whole arguments and stuff like that. But he was an impossible being. He loved to go 90 miles per hour very quickly, just like his father. And that's why he's a failure. You see, just like horror movies. You know, just like when, you know, there was always that father that got angry. Have you ever seen those horror movies? The a girl dies or a mother dies because father gets so fucking angry. And the next thing you know, he kills him. There's a ghost in the house and it's her and she needs to be let loose. 
What is that? Annabelle, Conjuring, all that bullshit, those bullshit ass movies. They're all the same. It's always some angry ass father. Always. And it intensifies. There's a lot of denial. What ultimately leads to is less fun and less intimacy. I'm not talking about intimacy, intimacy. I'm talking about the variety, the curiosity, not going out, the spontaneity, walking on a beach with a cup of coffee like what I did in the beginning of October with my other one. After we had gotten in a big argument that I was very childish about, woke up the next morning, we talked it out. We went on a nice little walk on the beach with some two random dogs that protected us. A beautiful thing. But sometimes when you don't have any interest, there's no pop, there's no intrigue, there's no energetic, like there's no tension of joy. The intimacy, the connection. If you walk in the room and everything's the same, you're less mindful of it, right? And the human mind has trained us not to notice new things. You have to shake it up. You have to do new things, try new events, bring new memories, new situations, new interactions. That peak interest, this makes the brain elevate, elevate by you paying attention. Have new experiences scheduled. Like, you know, uh, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, I had a, uh, you know, I had a bottle of Hennessy. I was drinking, get ready to hang out with a couple of my friends. By the time I came home, my, uh, you know, my fiance had bought the beautiful tree and the beautiful rug, and it, it was just incredible, right? Uh, you know, Thursday, you know, although we did go to the market, we didn't do too much. I was still a little bit tired and stuff like that. We did go to our favorite restaurant, although it didn't have that festive feel. Well, it still happened. Was it? In comparison with last year, was it better than our wonderful three-day weekend? No. But hey, it was a fantastic time. And memories were created. You know, uh, we went, you know, we moved furniture around. I bought a couple of new things. There's a lot of, you know, her mother came this past weekend. They went to, they got the dresses and we did the logo. We did the invitation card for the wedding and this and that. So many different things. She contacted me while I was working out. She's like, hey, they're going to be installing the window December 19th. I said, fantastic. She said, what are we doing Christmas? I said, don't worry. I will surprise you. I booked a couple's massage at a five-star resort, the Renaissance, and compared to this is very, the, the same chain that we stayed at in Phuket. And we're going to have a five-course meal, a five-course meal. That meal is going to be the first time I've ever had a five-course meal in my life. Do you get what I'm saying? You got to be spontaneous. What is spontaneous, people? Oh. You see what I mean? This needs to be continuous. Buy those tickets in advance. Plan that picnic. Go try some new restaurants. Take them to new places. Relationships take work, people. In this regard, it's important to introduce new things, to keep up that fun and that intimacy. And so again, if there is less frequency of intimacy, well, no ownership, no blame game, no saying, oh, 50-50, no, it's 100-100. You're responsible to explore, to communicate, to have those candid conversations, you know? And you gotta have that variety in a relationship, no matter what, it can be improved. Until you started working these strategies on how to improve it, don't give up. Do not give up. So with that being said, stay tuned for more over and out.